1: All right, welcome to the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. This is episode number sixteen, and man, today is big because we got Cohen joining us. He's going to be joining us here in a little bit. Man, this is the Texas Ranger pitcher of the year, uh minor league pitcher of the year. My gosh, what a season he had!
0: Well, he might as well have been the major league pitcher of the year too. I mean, he was—he was—he was really good. And I know. You know taylor hern and ding dunning did, did a fine job themselves and with the big league club but uh cole was uh really really good uh and you know it was consistent it was from his first start to his last start and to be that good and that consistent uh that tells you something and and tells you that the stuff's there that you know it, it's it sustained it the whole, the whole season and even if he had bad starts he was able smart enough wily enough to, to pitch around without it so a lot of good coming from there uh the 2018 first round draft pick uh he went to uh, his senior year of high school he was drafted out of orange lutheran in california which is a baseball powerhouse but he is from the great state of colorado which yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> baseball is not the great state of baseball so uh
1: i wondered if a, you were going to tout that
0: he made a pretty smart decision there i think uh but Anyway, looking forward to talking to him here in a little bit. Got a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, we've been trying to get him on for a while with some of the big-name minor leaguers that we've been getting on here, and they are big names, every one of them, that we've got on. Next week we're going to have on Dustin Harris, the uh, MVP, uh, the, the minor league player of the year. So we've got both of them back-to-back. But uh, I'm telling you right now, Cole Wynn is a name we've been trying to get. He's been busy. He's was on vacation. And, man, this is another coup for you pulling this one off.
0: Well, I mean, it's uh... –
1: as, as the dogs have decided to weigh in on this, hey, if, if, hey, it's not a Texas Ranger baseball podcast unless Jeff dogs Jeff's dogs let us know that they're there.
0: That's the truth. <laughs> Still letting you know
1: that's funny. <laughs> that's it. Hey, you know what? We got to do this anyway. Let's go to the. We got to go to our our sponsor. When we come back after this, we're going to talk uh, some fun stuff here because you and I are going to talk about uh, my armchair GM I put out and kind of what you put out. Things that these Rangers could do after the lockout. But let's do it right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. All right, so here we are. Uh, welcome back to the Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast, and uh, Colwyn will be coming on a little bit later, but uh, and he, w- what you were saying about him, I, I, I knew you were going to plug Colorado since he was from Colorado. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is his family still in Colorado?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, in, he's in Arizona right now. He's he's working out this offseason in Arizona. Um, you know, it can, it can get a little tough to work out in Colorado this time of year, although, <laughs> although right now, apparently, you know, it's unseasonally warm. It's hardly even snowed in Denver, but um, he's from Longmont, which is up a little further North, kind of, kind of in between uh, Denver and Fort Collins, uh, right by where my sister lives now. So, um, I will, I will be, I will be visiting there soon. Um, so anyway, um, before Lily, uh, interrupted us and I'm sure she's going to do it again here soon, as soon as my son gets back from school, but, um, yeah, Cole, uh, good kid. Uh, these guys are busy, man. You know, they 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 really are during the offseason. So I'm glad he's able to make some time today. But topic at hand is uh, you and me being armchair GMs here.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And I can't wait to talk to Cole because I tell you of everybody we've talked to, that is one guy legitimately that we will unless something falls off and he doesn't perform, he will likely make his major league debut in twenty twenty two.
0: Sure thing. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think that's kind of part of the part of the plan. Yep. Uh, to get these guys, get them exposed a little bit in 2022 and then uh, uh, maybe hand over a spot to him in 2023. I mean, they'll have to earn it, of course, but okay. sure. you know, the idea, the, the blueprint calls for some of these young prospects to be in rotation for a long time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so I'm the guy that writes the Armchair GM just to be stupid and silly and crazy. Um, and and I, I and that's what it's fun. That's what it's about. We come up with these ideas to do it. I think the main thing that we've talked, we both had different directions that we thought when this team comes out of the lockout, they have said they're not done. You and I both know they're going to do something. They're still going to add to this.
0: They are. And, and uh, you know, there are a lot of ways they can do it. They can still pursue free agents. Uh, there are some who... Who uh, don't have qualifying offers attached to them, which is a big thing because I don't think the Rangers want to forfeit any more draft choices after signing Simeon and uh, and Seeger. Um, they're because of Simeon and Seeger there are now a, an abundance of middle infield prospects who uh, might be ripe for the right trade. Right. Um, so there, there, there are some ways the Rangers can can go about this, and um, free agency is is, is probably the the one that you uh, like the most, because uh, 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 the one Japanese outfielder named Seiya <laughs> Suzuki, you've been you've been uh, going <laughs> going pretty hard after.
1: Yeah, I, and I can't help. I'm all in on him now, just because I'm the guy that brought him up before kind of anybody, and I'm I'm trying to find anybody that brought him up before me uh, it, through the media because I brought him up on a whim. I'd kind of look. I'm always I'm I'm I am just intrigued by by Asia and, and and the Pacific Rim and those players that come over. I was in on on, uh, on Kim that was coming over from from last year. I thought he might be something that the Rangers would look at because he could be long-term. He ended up signing with the Padres. So I've always followed those guys and who's going to come. I really did. I didn't know if Say it was going to get posted. I kind of figured he would. His numbers that he put up, I'd watched before even the season started. Um, I thought that, that this might be somebody if he was posted. Then he put up the numbers he did. So I've been all in on him. And here's my point on him that I've always said. Yes, it might take 10 to 15 million a year AAV to get this guy. Yes, he may be a bust. But if he's a bust and you're only out 10 or 11 million a year, that seems like so much from 10 years ago. But from today, would you rather have that? Or what if Seeger's a bust at $31 million a year? Now, we don't, he won't be. But what I'm saying is it's a lot easier to swallow 10 to $15 million a year than it is $30 million a year.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I I just kind of looking at what what it might look like if, if the rangers did sign him for that amount of money then you got to add on the, the posting fee which would probably be another 10 or 11 um, you know it might take him a little while to adjust you know sure. you, you know but but it, it it seems like it would not be a a long transition you know uh, I th- I think it's easier for a hitter to to make the transition um, you know the 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 the, the, one, the one thing is that in Japan you know, in, in, in any given week, you might see one, maybe two, two really, really you know, good starting pitchers. Right. Whereas it's every day in the major league. So sure. That, that, that's something that that he would have to adjust to. It might be a little bit of a grind to begin with. But, you know, <clears throat> the strike zone still the same. Uh, you know, ball, a ball in Japan is a ball in, in the United States. And um, if you have the same approach and you you know what gets you out and what doesn't, um, you're going to be okay. You're going to have a good foundation to start with. So, um, and they, you know, he, he's not just going to be slapping at balls. Uh, he, he he's going to be driving them if, if right. he's in an, an advantage count. So, uh, and then the Rangers think he's going to hit, I mean, he had 38 home runs last season. I don't think he's going to hit 38 <clears throat> in the majors, but you never know.
1: If he hit 25, uh, it would be fantastic.
0: Sure. And, and it would be an upgrade. The Rangers are, are for sure interested in him. Uh, they've been in contact with his agent Joe Wolf before the lock before the lockout. Let's make that perfectly clear. They can't right. they have any of that stuff during the during the lockout. So um, once once it resumes, um, you know, he'll have some time left in his window to sign, and uh, it's his choice. You know, it's not like it, it's not like the U Darvish days where the highest bidder got kind of chance to negotiate. Uh, it, it's any team he wants to go to. So. Um, yeah, we'll see. That's just it. There's going to be teams. It's not just the Rangers going after him.
1: And I, everything I've seen, a lot of people that are doing rumors on him and where he would go and all of that. I've only seen one, one person that said that listed. A, a group of teams that didn't list the Rangers. Everyone has listed the Rangers as somebody that's pursuing him. There was only one, I forget who it was, it was about, about a week ago that I saw, and they had three or four teams and seemed to be the front runners or something and didn't have the Rangers mm-hmm. in there. Of course, these people are guessing like you and I. I mean, they have no clue. Nobody picked Seeger to come to Texas besides you and me, and we didn't even think it would happen. We were just saying it'd be great if he came to Texas before he did. So let's look at some of the stuff we looked at. I've, I've of course, say it was easy. Everyone knew that's where I was sitting at on say, uh, Um as far as bringing in another bat. That, I, and I have tied my thing to that. You, you like Chris Bryant. And, and if they don't get Saya uh, Chris Bryant, who I love also, I mean, I could deal with either one.
0: Yeah, I, I like Bryant, uh, right-handed bat. Kind of go with uh, with you know, Calhoun and, and uh, Seager, who are left-handed, left-handed hitters. Who, who the Rangers have added. Uh, I, I don't know that they will. Um, I, you know, it, 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 there, there, there is a money factor at, at some point here for the Rangers. Yes. And And uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he, he isn't necessarily fit. I, I think there's some guys in the organization who. Who know them and have worked with them and and you know I'm I'm throwing stuff against the ball here. Uh, but but if if they you know if they were looking for the fit, the culture fit, um, if they like Seaman and Seeger more and they can only add two big guys, maybe <clears throat> maybe they went in that direction because they liked them as a fit more than than Bryant. But right. uh, you know, there's no doubt though that Chris Bryant could play first base, he could play left field, he could play third base, he can even play center field. He didn't play a little second base i mean this guy is pretty versatile six five i know is he hasn't had a, a repeat year like his mvp year uh and what was that 16 or 17 but um he's he's still a, a good effective hitter and and he he would he would probably fit in with the seager and simeon uh same age ballpark uh, same number of accomplishments about the same service time so it would be <laughs> an interesting fit from that perspective but um, I, I, I don't know that that's going to shake out that way. I, w- I would probably put Suzuki as the favorite of the two if they're going to try if they're going to sign one of the two.
1: And and let's go ahead and, and put this to rest. Although it could happen, yes, it could happen. I don't see Castellanos or I don't see Conforto. Both of them have qualifying offers. I don't see either one of those. I don't think they're going to give up another draft pick.
0: No, I don't. I don't either. Um, I and and you know I I don't. I haven't seen any estimates on what it would cost to get conforto but costellanos wants you know pretty big pretty big bucks in there so uh and that might be a, a budget stretch and a draft pick stretch at, at at the same time kind of a double whammy there even though he apparently has a very good relationship with chris Werber from from uh two years ago before he signed with cincinnati
1: yeah and so you know there he, there are some that have at the before any of this started they kind of had him as the guy that maybe the Rangers went out and got, and while they basically said they weren't getting any of the shortstops, because again, all of us went into this wondering if they were going to sign any of them. Uh, uh I say I I do the why Castellanos. You say Castellanos. Uh, either way, I, I always I know what I say yeah. uh, I I probably butcher it more than anybody with my hick. Anyway, that that was one well, name. So going from there on free agent wise pitching, I think both of us agree that one maybe two. Pitchers coming in here. Uh, they've already got Gray, but I'm talking free agents. That and I think what they're looking for is something in the kind of in the Mike Miner, Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn uh, uh, mold. There, somebody that can. You know, I was big on uh, on Nick Martinez, who ended up. He's got to deal with the Padres, although it's not official because they didn't quite get it no. in. Um, they're not going to go back on that. He'll he'll get that thing signed and where he's going to go because they were giving him five million a year for four, I believe. Uh, 20 million, right? Yeah, uh, more uh, than 20. I, I wasn't that high on him. I mean, I think that, I, but that's okay. I mean, that's still relatively cheap if he, if he pans out, but I had Brett Anderson uh, from the Brewers. That's who I put in there. And uh, who did you have that you wanted that, that you liked? him? In-
0: I don't, I don't, I don't recall. I think I, I think I, you know, they're <clears throat> the way it was left with me. Uh, They're going to try to sign somebody who has some, some skins on the wall, you know, and, I'm not saying Brett Anderson doesn't, but you know they, they really do. They really do think that if they if Clayton Kershaw decides he doesn't want to pitch for the Dodgers, that they're going to get him. Yeah, and, and you know if if you're talking that kind of pitcher, well, geez, <clears throat> there aren't there aren't a lot out there uh, who can. Obviously, there are none who can match what Kershaw's done. But right, you know, Zach Greinke has has a Cy Young and has been on some really really good teams. Uh, John Lester has one what, three world series i think two with boston one with the cubs yep uh you know if you want somebody of that ilk you know on, on just a one-year deal a veteran can come in show the show guys how to do how it gets done uh i i wonder now uh based on the Seeger signing and the momentum that's been built up if it would take more than a year to sign not just Kershaw, but any of these guys, they're going to think, Hey, you know, these guys, these Rangers got something going. I, I don't want to just come here for a year and try to keep my career going. I want to, I want to, I want to stay here and see if this pans out. And so that's kind of, a, I wonder if you get into a a, a, a little bit of a danger zone there. Cause I, I, look, general managers love one year deals. Sure. But you know, would they love a two year deal for a Clayton Kershaw? If it's going to be two and 50, let's just say the, the Justin Verlander money, if it's two and 50,
1: he is younger 10, than the, He's a lot younger than Verlander. He, he is
0: younger. Uh, he's not coming off a Tommy John surgery. However, he's coming off a, a an, an elbow injury and, and really the last few years has, has been injured throughout. So, you know, there there's risk with every signing I know the, 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 but, uh, it would seem that there's a lot of risk there and are you, you know, can you do something else with the money? Can you use these prospects to get a, a, a pitcher who might be under control and, and more affordable and younger? And uh, so anyway, but but I would I think it's going to be somebody of that ilk. If
1: you, you threw out another name too, I just I was looking through your your what you wrote and we kind of put out something the same week. You kind of went a direction. I did armchair right. GM. You were just throwing out ideas. You also had Jake Arietta, uh, Arietta, and and yeah. that's another guy. And, and he's a guy that kind of fits in the mold of a minor. <laughs> Lynn and all of that, who you might get in here on the cheap. He's he hasn't he hasn't performed well. He's had some injuries, but maybe he comes in and, and, and can we he's got he has it in his history that he can pitch well. Um, oh my he's God. a local guy too. What is he, Plano East? Didn't he go to Plano East High School?
0: Uh one of the Plano's, maybe West. Yeah. Uh went to ECU. Um so there's there's some local dry. I believe he lives in Austin uh, in the off season, but um i and that's kind of why i mentioned him you know there's some local ties but also it would probably just be one year i mean last, his season last year was pretty much a disaster um he, you know he, there there there've been some concerns about his velocity declining right maybe there's a maybe there's an injury in there maybe there's something that they can find uh, uh, on on the computer that that might help him I, I don't know um but from from a guy who has has done a lot in his career yeah. and and could teach young guys, and you know, you know, I, I remember, I remember Jake in uh, college, and you know, he was always in shape, but he was kind of bulky, not 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 in a bad way. And then the next time I saw him when he was with the Orioles, he had he had just overhauled his body. He he he's a workout freak. He's into that. He t- takes care of himself in that way. So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of he could teach guys as far as preparing and what and and how to how to be a major league pitcher.
1: Yeah, and 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 he is. I I don't think. I don't think Arietta is somebody that they seek. He might be the add-on sure. to the next pitcher they sign. So you get two sure. veterans, and maybe if you can get him for the right price, it's just a guy – it would be a one-year deal, like you said, if it doesn't pan out. All these guys that are just trying to get some innings this year in the AAA and AA, uh, it, it doesn't rush them up. Um, that, But if we didn't go free agent-wise, though, any other free agent pitchers you think out there? I, what did you think of Anderson? I, I'm
0: sure there are. I just haven't really – look too, too deep at him. I don't know if, uh, Jay hap, you know, another guy he's, he's about, about 40. Um, just, that's just kind of where I'm thinking older guys, one year deals who can help out.
1: Yeah. And what, what about, uh, Anderson, you intrigued by Anderson? He,
0: he does have a, he does have a pretty long injury history. Uh, but when he's, when he's been healthy, he's been pretty effective guy. Yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, he's a good guy. Uh, he's, you know, he played for some good A's teams um, yep. he's played for the nationals team. So I, I, uh, I think nationals, maybe i messed that up, but anyway, uh, maybe I got him confused with Sean Doolittle, but wh- whatever the case, um, he, yeah, he's a veteran guy who could, who could teach these guys, but there's, there is a, a pretty big injury risk with him, uh, as well.
1: Yeah. He was with, uh, Oakland, the Dodgers and he was with the Cubs in Toronto and then Milwaukee. He, well, he went to Oakland again and back with Milwaukee's. Anyway, that, that every pitcher that I've gone to as signing in a free agency, besides Gray, who they, they gave uh, the, the longer deal to, it's all been in the mold of somewhere like a minor Gibson Lynn. Come here, resurrect, yeah. do well. Yeah. It might be somebody you can flip uh, to, to a contender. I mean, I, I could see where some pitchers might want to come to Texas, to be here, knowing that if Texas isn't going to compete, they might flip me at the deadline to someone that is competing, especially if, sure. I'm, if I'm dealing. If I come sure. out and find it again and get going again, they'll flip me to a contender and I'll get some meaningful innings, which set me up for next year as a free agent yeah. where I can make some, some big bucks again. Okay, so then we went to trades. And I throw out the crazy traits. I mean, I'm, you, know, Nate, me, I, yeah. you know me. I, I re- redo the whole roster. It's why uh, John Daniels did not consider me for the general manager's job when it was open. But I had, first one, um, I, I'm in on Matt Olson. I think you're in on Matt Olson, too. If you can get Matt Olson. People were trying to compare. We've got Nate Lowe. I'm like, if you can get Matt Olson, no offense to Nate Lowe, who I love. <laughs> you get Matt Olson.
0: Yeah, this is, a, this, is a, this is a real good player, and uh but but the thing is, you get him, you got to you got to extend him.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, so I mean, you got to, you know, I I don't know if you can work out a sign and trade type of thing. You know, do what do they do that in the NBA? You know, yeah, they,
1: they do. You, know, <laughs> you
0: would you would want to to do that? You know, have, have an assurance that if you're going to trade away, what will we'll be very good prospects, and and Nathaniel Lowe probably, yeah, sure. Who, who could be a, a a good hitter? You know, you you really need some insurance that that he's going to stick around for a while, and so that would be my number one concern about that. Um, so you know, because because he's not going to be a finishing piece. To he's not the missing the missing link to the World Series in twenty twenty two. He signed through
1: twenty three, but he's not past twenty three.
0: Right, but so so are you? Are you you know? Are you getting the most out of this deal that you can? without an extension and and I don't think you are but if you can get an extension if you can make that happen then sure you 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 go get Matt Olson I mean he's a, he's really really good
1: yeah I mean that that guy yeah I I love Matt Olson he killed the Rangers I mean if people can't remember what Matt Olson does against the Rangers but that that guy's great at the plate um yeah I I went pretty prospect heavy and uh and, and getting that in there so um but yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Matt Olson. Um all right, right now it looks like Cole Wynn's ready to go. So we'll pick this right back up afterwards, but right now let's let, let let's get Cole Wynn in here. Okay, joining us right now uh on the line is Cole Wynn. He was the, the, the Rangers minor league pitcher of the year. Most of you know him. He was a, uh the fifteenth overall pick in two thousand eighteen. Uh, Cole, man, where are you at? You're in, in Arizona?
2: I'm in Arizona currently, yeah.
1: Well, thanks for joining us, buddy.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for having me.
0: Yeah, so you, as I recall, are in you're in Scottsdale. You're not you're not working out in Surprise. Is that right? Yeah,
2: I'm in I'm in Scottsdale. I'm like North Scottsdale. What what, what about other cross streets? What are the major cross streets? Uh, I'm like right by the the one hundred and one,
0: the highway. Okay. All right. Yeah.
2: Not too bad. It's a pretty good area. So are you're over by the Are you over by the TPC? I am, yeah. Um, and where I work out, I actually pass TPC every day. So they're starting to build the grandstands for the, the Waste Management Open, so I have to drive by and look at that every day. <laughs> have you ever played that course? I have. So funny story, Hans Krauss and I played it, uh, I think, the Tuesday after the tournament last year. Oh, really? So so we played. We wanted to play with the stands still up, so we were able to do that. It was pretty cool.
0: Did you, uh, did you imagine fans at 17 cheering you on or booing you after a, a
2: bad t-shirt <laughs> i actually hit like a really good one on 16 i i think i was like maybe eight feet yeah from the pin it wasn't too bad i missed the putt so so, oh, so it, it doesn't really matter if you don't make the putt got i would have cheered the t-shot but
1: got, then yeah you got a putt for the money man got a putt for the money
2: yeah that's what i hear so my dad tells me all the time <laughs> okay so um what are, what are
0: you working on? What are you working on in Arizona?
2: So currently just working on like lower half and core strength just to kind of have a stable base and be able to like maintain the leg strength throughout the whole year. And then like pitch development wise, I'm working on getting my slider back to where it was like pre having COVID. So, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress, but, you know, it gives me something to work on. So it's pretty
0: good. Uh, the The leg strength thing, was that something that you encountered uh during this this last season
2: not really no i think it's just always something you can improve on and you know having strong legs will help carry you through an entire season you know uh, i didn't have that problem last year but you know it, it it's never a, a bad thing to continue to work on that sure sure um so did you get to 100 innings you you were right close right i did i actually i think i was just under 100 innings Just because of two buildups during the year after the Futures game. And then obviously having COVID kind of slowed everything down.
0: But so what do you, what do you think is a realistic number for you in 2022 you could handle?
2: I would say at least I think just building off the year I had in 2019 and then 20. And then this year, I think the innings load, I think it could go well over 120, 130. Yeah. I'd say, I think I'm ready for that. Okay. All right.
0: Are you, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you, if they said give us 200, you'd try to. Get...
2: Oh, I would <laughs> give them as much as I could. <laughs> so well,
0: what, what did this year do for you as turn term, in terms of getting to the big leagues? Do you, do you, I mean, I'm obviously moving you a step closer. You got to AAA at the end,
2: but the way you performed, do you feel like you're or maybe closer than you thought you were? I think so. Yeah. I know. Um, uh... You know, what really helped this year, like, was probably getting my confidence back. You know, like, telling myself I'm, I'm able to pitch at these levels and able to do well at these levels. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, like, in professional baseball, everyone has the talent to get to the big leagues. I think it's the, the mental side. And, you know, I think that this year definitely helped me, like, get through that. And, you know, coming off a tough year in 2019 and then just coming out and not, like, proving what I could do, but I guess just living up to my own personal standards and trying to do as best as I could. Yeah. So I think this year definitely helped that. And like you said, I think I took a step closer, like getting to triple A at the end of the year, but you know, it whenever the time comes to make a big league debut, I think, I think I'd be ready. Now
0: you, I mean, you were young when you were in Hickory in 19. I mean, you, you know, that was your first, that was your first assignment. So, I mean, that's a pretty right. good doing that as a teenager. And then, uh, so you're still young, but there, there's a growth. I mean, you know, kids grow. Yeah. When I was 19 to 21. I grew a lot. I don't know about John, but I mean, it, you're growing every year. So what, what, and then you had that weird COVID year. So just kind of what do you think it was that helped you grow?
2: Honestly, I think the COVID year uh, helped me a lot just in terms of being able to like fine tune my mechanics and get back into what was comfortable for me or what was working for me and then was able to fine tune all my pitches. And then, you know, going to the alt site and facing the orgs like top hitters or the guys that were coming down that needed at bats from the big leagues. I think, you know, it gives you the confidence that, that you can face like the the upper tier guys. And, you know, if you have success, I think it gives you the confidence to go on from there and, you know, I think the COVID year like really helped me because I was able to limit walks. I mean, in the inner squads, I mean it, it was whatever, but it was able to limit walks and pound the strike zone. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think I just learned how to challenge hitters more. And I think I had a better understanding of what what I was as a pitcher or who I was as a pitcher. And I think that was hugely in part to the COVID year. You know, I think well, it was tough that we didn't have a season. Sorry to cut you off. It was tough that we didn't have a season, but you know, I think the you know we stayed back in Arizona. It was Ricky Venasco, Scott Engler, Jason Barr, and I. I think working out almost every day, and the uh, pitching coach Jordan Teagues and Jose Jaimez were there, and they were helping us every day. So I mean, it was huge for all of us.
0: Well, at the alt camp, but you got to see how your stuff played against big league hitters. I mean that, right? And to, to actually see that had to that had to be a huge confidence
2: boost. Like, hey, I can get this guy out. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if you'd have told me in 2019 that Mm -hmm. the next summer I'd be facing big leaguers, I would have told you you were crazy, but Mm -hmm. under the circumstances, you know, I think it was good to be able to face those guys. And then after you get to talk to those guys and they get to tell you what they saw or what you could change or what like they didn't like or what they they did like or saw easy. So I think, you know, just being able to pick those guys' brains and then being able to face them, I think helped a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I agree. I, you know, there are a lot of guys that were there. That, that people didn't know were there and that I think had the same, got the same benefit that you did. And I, right. You can, I, 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 th- I don't think the Rangers lost much developmental time. I mean, obviously there would have been great right. have for everybody, but if you look at kind of how the, the way this year unfolded, I mean, you know, there are guys that had huge years, you know, Dustin Harris, for instance, he, he didn't do right. anything in 2020, but somehow the Rangers kept him going. He was able to stay in the gym. It right. just like it was a very successful developmental year in 20 and 21 for the, the guys. And as one of the
2: players, what did you see? Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially when you're coming into last year's spring training, you get all the guys that either weren't at the site or didn't go to instructs at the end of the year that were hungry to get going. And I think those guys proved what they wanted to do in, in this past year. And, you know, you get like from the pitching standpoint, like it, it's tough to get the work in and you see. Our staff at the started doubling. I think we had what four guys make it to the big leagues. Whether it was with Hans with the Phillies or you know Jake um AJ Alexi. You know, I think you look at that staff and look at how well we were doing. You know, it was pretty cool to see all the guys in the org. I mean, I'm biased because I'm I'm a pitcher, but it was pretty cool to see all the guys in the org like pitch really well. And then you get like the hitters like you know Josh Young and Bubba Thompson and you know the guys in like the lower levels just going off and having great years so it's pretty cool to see from a developmental standpoint
0: well we, we we john and i have talked about and and we've had people say it too you know this is the best pitching depth the rangers have ever had in the minor leagues i mean you know if you Without talk to veteran right writer, veteran writers, they they say it uh and you know I'm, I'm sure that the the club executives are a little biased too but it's true i mean it it's a deep group i mean it's you and, and, and Ricky and all the names you mentioned. And then, you know, Jack Leiter hasn't thrown a pitch yet as a professional. right? And, it, and I mean, it's such a, it's just weird to talk about it. Cause I I started covering the team in 08 and that was kind of like Derek Holland uh, and, and that group of guys, but it, it hasn't, you know, Matt Harrison was acquired then too. So it, it just, but this has a chance to be very good. You guys, you guys
2: realize yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, it's really cool to see, too, and I think, you know, having, like, all the pitching prospects that we do, I think, internally, I think it's going to motivate everyone to try and be better or, like, beat someone out to get to the big leagues. I think it's going to motivate everyone, and I think you're going to get the best out of everyone. So, I think it's it's pretty cool to see what's going on.
1: Yeah, and I can say this. As somebody that that has followed the Rangers since 1974 when I was young, and I followed it all the way through – the Rangers have always had these minor league bats. That's you know I, I'm old enough. I'm an old man here. I remember when Juan Gonzalez was the next guy. Sammy Sosa was the next guy. I mean, we had all these bats going up. Never have I ever seen this organization with everyone is looking down at the minor leagues and going, Cole Wynn, Jack Glider, Ricky Venasco, TK Roby, Jake Latts, who you did last year. I mean, there are You're all right. these. I mean, the, the depth of pitching, they, I can promise you more than Jeff, I've never heard of the Rangers having this much depth in the minor leagues.
2: Man, it's yeah, it's pretty exciting.
0: Very exciting. Yeah. So what are you going to be in the majors, Cole?
2: <laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> if, 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 if it was up to me, you know. You're breaking camp. Than... <laughs> yeah, if it was up to me, I would have been there last year. But <laughs> You know, I, I, I understand the development part. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's when they think I'm ready, that they're going to pull me up. And no telling when that's going to be, but I, I think I'm ready. do how hard is it to like not look that far ahead? It's extremely hard. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard not to look in the future with whatever you're doing, whether it's working out or what you what you want to look like or what do you want to get out of it, or you know, especially like when you're playing, where you want to end up. And at the end of the day, the goal is to be in the big leagues, and it's hard not to look. Like at going to the big leagues as soon as you can, but you know it—it it, it is a process, and it's a uh, for some people long and for some people short. But you know, everyone has a process, but they're all different.
0: Speaking of your process, it really kind of started um, your senior year of high school when you made the difficult decision to leave the great state of Colorado. <laughs> to, but it was the right decision because you know I'm from Colorado you're from Colorado we we know Colorado baseball <laughs> can be a little limited because of the weather right. he's
1: he's biased
0: traditionally has been great so you you went to face the best right i mean that's basically what it was
2: yeah um my my dad's job got moved out there for one but it definitely didn't Definitely didn't suck that I was in probably one of the best baseball cities or baseball towns in, in probably America. So, I mean, it was cool. You know, you go from Colorado, you're facing guys that are going maybe to a D1 school. Every once in a while you see a D1 school, and it's mostly like junior college or D2, D3, and then you go to California, and you're facing one through nine. That's D1 commits with a bench full of D1 commits. So it's a little bit of an adjustment. But I think it helped me a lot because it, it, it pushed me to like, I actually had to learn how to pitch because in Colorado, you could get by with a 93, 94 mile an hour fastball, right down the middle. If you throw it 10 times in a row in the same spot, I think you get maybe a couple of foul balls, but in California, you throw that pitch, it gets hit. And I, and I found that out early on. So it actually helped me to like learn how to pitch. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that it helped me with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for people who don't know, or Lutheran, I mean, you can just, name a roster of of great players they've had and um right and you did pretty good and 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 i mean you did great yeah it just
1: gatorade uh, player of the year weren't you yeah well
0: that's
2: two two years in a row two yeah yeah. in colorado too i think i think i'm the only one that's ever done that don't quote me on that but i think i'm the only one that's ever done that that should be worth like a
0: lifetime supply
2: of Gatorade. You tell
1: me. You you're probably right because usually someone that wins a, a, as a junior a Gatorade Player of the Year usually doesn't go to another state, um, right? B- before the way it is now, <laughs> and, and and so I would almost it would be a safe bet that I would make that you're the only one that's won it in two different states. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe maybe the only one. Good
2: for yep. you. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I got to do a little bit more research on that.
0: <laughs> so, so you're going to stay in Arizona. Uh, I'm guessing you go home for the holidays um, and then back to Arizona and then what? Yep.
2: Staying here through spring training. Okay. So, so you'll, you'll, have you started, you're not off a of mound yet, right? Um. So uh, I started doing my, my flat grounds off okay. the mound. So I've been, I've been off the mound a couple of times, but it's, it's minimal effort, not, high intensity. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to push my arm that heavy yet. So I think towards the end of this month is kind of when like my a little bit heavier bullpen start and then kind of just rolls into spring training.
0: Are you doing your throwing in surprise? Is that correct?
2: Uh, I will be towards like the middle or when like bullpen start to get a little bit more like ramped up. I will be but for now I'm just gonna stay in So Okay.
0: All right. Yeah, that sounds like a good Good little, good little uh, off season. Scott sales. Yeah, good Can't argue it's nice. That. I've been,
2: I've been actually able to get out and golf a little bit more too. So that's getting nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I talked to Owen uh, when I was at Instructs, and he was talking about how you just kind of go through irons. Seems like you He said you're getting new irons all the
2: time. That's that's wrong. I've only <laughs> since <laughs> since since I have been drafted, I've had two sets of irons, or right. that I bought. So I, I got a set of PXGs, and to me, they were too hot. Like, this sounds bad, but they were going too far, and I couldn't control it. So I I sold those, so I got a different set. So now I'm, I'm with the same set right now. So what kind? I don't go through irons that much. All right. All right.
1: So what kind so, of sticks are you hitting?
2: Uh, I've got a pair of Callaway x fours, Like, they're crossed between a cavity back and a blade. But I... I want to buy a, a new set of irons. I mean, that sounds bad. I, I just said I don't go through irons, no. but I want to buy a new set. But I, I'm I'm still waiting.
1: That's okay. hilarious. I don't go through a lot of clubs. Hang on. I don't a, go through clubs. Iron, just around I want to get a new set.
0: <laughs> All right. So so how often are you playing? This is important.
2: Uh, um, so before a couple of weeks ago, I I wasn't playing that much, and then I'd say about. Three weeks ago i started playing about once or twice a week and then it's kind of gone up from there <laughs> so I, i've been playing quite a bit that's all right i mean you
0: got to be able to play golf as a major league starting pitcher right that is a final vital skill set to have <laughs> right I mean, right very
2: what's so your handicap makes, i'm glad i have i i am scratch yeah, Cole's good, John.
0: Cole's you, good. You
2: suck. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot from my dad. My dad played professionally, so I, I've learned a ton from him. He, he's been the best golf coach I, I've ever had. Oh, nice.
1: Man, that's awesome.
2: Did you play you did. in high school? I didn't. No, I always wanted to, but golf season and, and the right, right, baseball right, season right. kind of lined up at the same time, so I, I, didn't, I never really got the chance, so. Well, you know, I'm almost well, glad I didn't, because I, I wasn't as good in high school. And golf too. I mean, <laughs> you never know. Oh, I think I would have to get a lot better for that.
1: Okay, who's well, the be, who's the best player
2: supporters.
1: out of the Rangers prospects? Who's the best player? You?
2: Is it wrong if I say me? No, not wrong? at all. If I was, <laughs> I would right. tell I would,
1: you I am the best player.
2: I I would say me, but you, when Hans was here, Hans and I would give each other a run for our money. Um, we've had guys come through. There's there's been some good ones, but I would say, I would say me. And it's funny, like when anyone has a golf question, they come and they come and find me and ask ask for help with that. So I, <laughs> I would say I'm kind of the golf guy
1: with a dad that was a pro.
2: Yeah, Cole is, is Owen Owen any good? Owen and I played a lot in our first summer, and he he's pretty good. Yeah, he can swing it. Yeah, but. I think the he he would always beat me at the start. I think we were, if we were to play now, I think I'd get him. Well, he lost he lost some time with that broken hand. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> broken hand and and elbow surgery. So that, <laughs> he has an excuse for not being good.
1: Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. How can we forget the elbow? I mean, Jesus. I mean, wish
2: he didn't have those excuses, but right. Yeah. You know. right. Did you see him pitch in the fall at all? Did you? Were you able? To I did. Up? Yeah, I went out to a couple games. It was impressive. It was actually it was really cool to see. Cause you know, um, you saw towards the end of the year when he came back from the broken hand how well he was doing, and yeah. then from from seeing like the box scores or the highlights to actually seeing it in person, it was pretty cool. Especially yeah. from like since we've been together since we were 20, in 2018 and 18 years old, so yeah. to see where he's at now is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you guys are draft brothers, you and, and Mason Angler, and I mean just you know going through that whole deload program and doing a summer,
2: been kind of been through it all. Yeah. In, the, in the first four years been through a lot
0: yeah interesting interesting journeys for those guys for sure for sure yeah hey uh, just one more and it's kind of a bummer but you've mentioned hans a couple times and there and you, you guys discovered there's a baseball side to this game when he was traded what right was that like
2: for you so we were in corpus christi when he got traded and i th- think he was I don't know what was going on, but he had to go home for a couple of days. It could have been stuff, like, with his family. And he found out he was traded, like, when he was on that trip. And, like, it was so, like, weird. Because, like, one moment you're you're sitting there and then you get a text from a couple other people are sending you tweets to say Hans Krauss has been traded to the Phillies. And then you talk to him. And I don't think he knew for a little bit <laughs> until maybe Twitter. But it was just weird. It was really weird. I mean, he still had all this stuff in the locker room. He still had a bunch of stuff at our apartment in in Frisco. It it, it was like we had gotten so close that it, you know, like you didn't think that like a trade was going to happen, or like yeah, the way that his season was going, you didn't think like a trade was going to happen. So you you see the baseball side and like the business side, which I think everyone understands. But it was it was tough to see like that type of guy get taken or removed from the clubhouse because he's like i mean you guys i'm sure have talked to hans before he is like no one else i've ever met you know he's he's a different guy every single day and like he, he was really fun to be around you know i, I i'm gonna miss him but so we, we still stay in contact and sure we talk about golf all the time
0: <laughs> Oh, good <laughs> uh john usually handles the the fun stuff although i think we've had fun up to this point but he he, he, he goes light. I'm I'm all business. I'm, I'm yeah, the bad guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he talks about the trades and everything else. And I uh, want to know what's your favorite food, No, it, which that's part of it. We're going to get into. So, okay. Um, okay. okay. In high school now it's, so you were at Silver Creek high school in Longmont, right? Longmont, Colorado. Where is that, Jeff? You're from Colorado. How close is that from where you are?
0: Uh You know, I, I grew up in Arvada. Uh, so that's more of a, a Denver suburb. Longmont is North, uh, it's between Denver and, and Fort Collins. It's it's I don't know what five minutes west of I twenty five. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's it's
2: not far from Denver, but it's not close. So
1: did you snow ski? So.
2: I never did. No, I always played basketball on the weekends. So we'd play Saturday Sundays, and you know we never just had the time to go skiing or snowboarding. And then I have been before. I think the last time I went was in the eighth grade and. I told myself I could try snowboarding. I thought I'd be good at snowboarding. You know, I thought I was athletic Jeez. and the first run down the mountain, I caught the front edge of the snowboard so many times and just rolled down the mountain. I think I went twice down the mountain that day. And I said, I'm done. Yeah. I was tired of falling. I didn't get the hang of it. I was over it. It was yeah. terrible.
1: Sounds like my wife. She tried snowboarding <laughs> and she was like, no, this is not what I can do. Okay. <laughs> so did you play any other sports in high school?
2: I did. I played basketball. No football. No, I played football growing up, but it just wasn't 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 it for me.
1: And that that was in high school, I guess. When you got to high school, you just went basketball and baseball. Did you play at, yes, at in Orange County? Did you play basketball?
2: I didn't. No, I wasn't good enough for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not messing around, John. There's a big talent discrepancy between those
2: guys are unreal. There's a couple there's a couple of basketball players that played baseball and I think they're still playing basketball right now at the D1 schools, but they, they were unreal.
1: Yeah. Oh like, no, I no, think, no. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you went and did well against completely different talent than you went in Colorado. Right. No offense to Colorado. I'm just saying that, yeah, you went and faced the best. Orange County is a uh, DFW is actually pretty good here in Dallas, Fort Worth with high school baseball, but California and Florida also have some <laughs> outstanding baseball so so i i know that now let me ask you this did you play in the field at all when you were in high school
2: i did so it started off my freshman year i played shortstop um so funny story about that so i made varsity as a freshman and it was for pitching and about three three games into the season i started over my best friend who's a junior at shortstop so they moved him to third base and i played short the rest of the year and then he ended up transferring to a different school for his senior year. But then uh, I played short my freshman and sophomore uh, yeah, year. I uh, wanted a shorter throw for pitching, so I moved to second my sophomore year. In my junior year, I played first, and senior year, I played first.
1: So you played some first base in Orange County? I did, yeah. And so that tells me you can hit. <laughs> I could hit
2: to an extent. I think I led the team my senior year in home runs, triples, and doubles, and strikeouts. But those are just the power hitter numbers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What was your OPS? That's all that matters. What was your OPS? <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I don't remember. But it was a. It was weird for that too because I went from Colorado. Like the, I think the fastest I faced in high school baseball in Colorado was like eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Right. And then I go to seeing ninety every single day in California. So that was an adjustment, almost a bigger adjustment than than the pitching was. Yeah. Yeah crazy.
1: Okay. Did yeah. you hit, did you ever hit any huff bombs? Any of those 500 footers?
2: Oh goodness. No. Oh my, <laughs> no. I, I don't think I'd even get close. Like if you gave me a battle bat right now, and told me to hit it as far as Sam Huff. I still don't think I could. You can put me at the pitcher's mound, and I still don't think I could hit one as far as <laughs> Sam Huff.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this then. I usually play this game with them, and I'm not going to do the whole home run game with you, All but right. what's the what can, Are there any of them that's like, that's the bomb? I hit one bomb my junior year or senior year, or whatever, that may have I, gone 400 I one, feet.
2: I think, yeah, I hit one my senior year in Palm Desert. It was in the fall. And it was, there was a school about 15 yards behind the fence in left field. And I can't tell you how far the fence was. I want to say it was like 325, 330. And it wasn't, wasn't anything crazy. But it was a two-story school, and the roof was like this. And I hit it on to, like, the second side of the roof. And I thought that was the farthest ball I've ever hit in my life. But I want to say it went over 400, but I didn't have the numbers, so I don't know. <laughs> now, let me – so you I, – end- I keep – Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I keep trying to let the Rangers like let me hit BP on the field, like with the Soto, but it's always a no. It's always like Cole, you're you're the bat boy. You, that's the only time you get to touch right. the bat. You're you're not allowed to hit BP. Not with your arm.
1: They're going to protect was, your arm, we dude. In,
0: uh, we were in Detroit in 2009. <laughs> they were getting ready for an interleague series, and Vicente Padilla had to take batting practice, and he pulled an oblique muscle and missed three weeks.
2: So it's it's legit. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I could see, yeah, especially not swinging for a while. I'd probably get in there and try and swing too hard. Probably something like that would happen. Yeah, you're competitive.
0: Like like Alexio Gondo, uh, 2011 or 12, pulled a hamstring running to first base on a bunt. And he was a former outfielder. Yeah. So, I mean, pitcher's injuries. In. It it's
2: happened. Good, I mean, there's there's some weird I ones out there. I think sure.
0: the DH is probably going to <laughs> yeah. take
2: over. Yeah, you were. I, I, I want to. I want to see like i I just want to see what major league pitching looks like. I want to get in the box against major league pitching and see what it looks like
1: yeah that's do about, I think
2: I could hit it. My confidence says yes, do I actually <sighs> <have that? laughs>
1: but, but the reality and confidence are different th- than that so Two let me, different things yeah let me ask this so you you originally you committed to go to Notre Dame, then you switched right. and you decided you're going to go to Mississippi state, of course right. you signed you got drafted fifteenth overall. anybody they else don't you considered to you? Do what? So, yeah. So
2: I ended up, so I, I got, I signed with Mississippi State and then I was able to get out of my NLI because all the coaches that recruited me, they, they got let go. So I was able to get out of my Mississippi State commitment just because I, I didn't know what coach was going to come in and I didn't know what it was going to be like. So I, I I, ended up committing to TCU. Oh, to, to
1: okay. Finish it. So
2: I, I had a weird recruiting process
1: for sure. So, but you had offers all over, I guess. Did you have a lot of offers?
2: Yeah. So after, after Notre Dame, I think I had like 40 schools call me within two days. So I I had a bunch of options. So it was hard to, it was hard to like choose between which ones I wanted to go to, which ones I wanted to visit, which ones I was actually considering.
1: So you came down and visited Fort Worth, huh? Visited TCU? I
2: did. Yeah. I I liked it a lot. TCU is beautiful.
1: Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Look at you two, both from Colorado. Oh, Jeff's separated. a TCU. Yeah, he's a TCU alum. Man, I am That's getting awesome. overwhelmed here. I'm a UT fan. <laughs> and I'm just getting overwhelmed.
2: <laughs> I I grew up a UT fan. Like that was my dream school. Really? And for some reason, they offered me to go there, and I for some reason I said no. I couldn't tell you why. I just I just said no. I younger me is shaking his head when I said no. <laughs> well, yeah, well let, so let me ask I'm, you this.
1: So were you a color? now, did you grow up a Colorado Rocky fan and a a Denver Bronco fan and all of that being from Colorado? Uh,
2: I grew up a a Denver Nuggets fan and a Denver Broncos fan, but then my family has always been Yankees fans. So I grew up a Yankees fan. Holy
1: cow. All right. Are your parents from up (laughs) northeastern?
2: My mom's from New York, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So now –
0: In his dad's defense – And and anybody who's my age or about, I mean the Rockies didn't come into existence till my senior of high school. So, you know, I I grew up on Braves and Cubs and whatever was on cable TV. So really? there there's a there's a whole generation of people who are not Rockies fans who you think would would be from you know from Colorado That's fair. because we we didn't have baseball until we were in our teens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of my, my, my high school quarterback was the opening day starting pitcher for the Colorado Rockies their very first year in existence Um, so that's awesome yeah he's a David Need. Need, he's a buddy of mine Uh, in fact you know who his brother-in-law is his brother-in-law is the new head coach of Texas Tech Joey McGuire. oh is that right he sure is he sure is in football that's in football um okay, okay now you're from Colorado you play golf do you hunt and fish yes sir
2: I don't know see I I I always wanted to but uh, my brother, I think got his hunter safeties or whatever, but I just never really like got into it. I was, I was always like really into like the baseball and basketball. So I always, I always just wanted to practice like either baseball or basketball. So looking back on it now, I think that would be a pretty good hobby if I had it, but I think it, it's never too late to get into it, but I probably just won't ever get into it.
1: Yeah. Well, let me tell you, if you're ever going to kill an elk, which is big in Colorado, uh, my father right. moved up to Colorado and lived there my junior senior year of high school, and killed an elk and told me, and I was like, that had to be cool because I hunt deer and do stuff. He goes, if I ever killed another elk, it would have to be sitting in the back of the pickup. He said that was the hardest thing he had ever done <laughs> was hauling an elk out of the woods. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> okay, the, so when was the when was the first time you ever knew you were being scouted? Was it your sophomore junior year? Did you have scouts at your junior?
2: um i want to say it was probably probably more my junior year is when it when it kind of started um i i think actually i, I take it back It was my sophomore year i went to jupiter um with one of the teams out there and it was the first time i had ever thrown in front of like in a game in front of like either college scouts or professional scouts and i, I ended up doing really well and then you know shortly after that you you get like the invites to like whatever, like the tournament of stars for USA baseball or like the area code tryouts or whatever. So like I got that exposure probably towards the end of my sophomore year and then just kind of rolled from there. Hmm.
1: Okay. So uh, let me ask you this. So what, so do you know, so when you get, you get drafted by the Rangers first round, what other teams do you know were interested in you? I mean, how many scouts did you know that had talked to you?
2: So I had talked to in in homes I had talked to, I think all 30 teams and I thought um did you like, think somebody else had, was
1: going to take you did you have a team you thought was going to take you
2: I did so it was really weird so we we really, we weren't hearing anything but if if like if anything would have happened I think like I could have gone to the Giants at 2 if 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 Bart wasn't there I think I was May, I I think from what I heard, I, I could have gone two um like three, four, five probably wasn't it. Six to the Mets. Um, if there wasn't a deal there, I I think I was close in line, seven to the Padres. I thought I didn't think I was gonna get past the Padres at seven and then got past and then the Braves at eight. And the like week before the draft, I think Pretty much, I had talked to everyone in the front office with the Braves, and I thought I did really good on the interviews. I thought I did good on everything, and I thought there's no way I get past eight with the Braves. And and then they took Carter Stewart, or uh, yeah, I think they took Carter Stewart. And then from there, it was just a toss up. Whatever was going to happen, happened. And you know, I, I'm fortunate to be where I am now. I think we got we got a good thing here.
1: What I, what I remember uh, I think- was the Rangers were ex- just you fell into their lap.
2: Yeah. yeah could, I, it, it was, it was a crazy day. Like the first 14 picks that happened, I, I could have thought that was the entire day that it, it took that long. It felt like <laughs> it it was wild.
0: Yeah. No, I remember they, yeah. Kip Fag was just to really contain himself at the, that the that day at the ballpark. Cause he was, he was pumped up. And, <laughs> awesome. uh, but yeah, I remember, I remember, I think, I think Keith laws had you going to in the mock draft Yep, and, um, um, yeah, I just remember that the Rangers were just flipping out.
2: Yeah, no, it, it was a it was a crazy day for sure. I mean, you get all these stories about from other people about the draft, but you 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 don't really like get those stories until you experience it, and you know it's an experience I'll I'll never forget.
1: Where were you at during the draft? Were you at Were you at home, or were you?
2: I I was in California. We it was uh, so my graduate the draft was the fourth. My graduation was the third. So I had all my family there, Uh, a couple of friends flew in from Colorado. Uh, We rented a beach house in Newport. So I had everyone at like the beach house and like for the draft, it was like just family. I didn't want to have like a, like a big draft party. And then after I was picked and everyone came over. Okay.
1: Very cool. All right. So last couple of questions are going to be about your favorite foods and then something they know about you. So what, what is your favorite food? Whether it's, out to eat or anything just you know what i love lasagna or what do you love
2: i gotta go with i've got two options either steak and potatoes oh. with some sorts of sort of vegetables or i i love sushi i'm a huge fan of sushi
1: i do too so yeah. I, this kid's I, after I, my I heart.
2: get some of that yeah <laughs> Where's your sushi I, I love in it Arizona. yeah um there is uh raw is pretty good um I can't remember the name of it. It's in old town Scottsdale. It's pretty good. And then I was, I was lucky. I think it was like, it could have been either my birthday or like some sort of special event. We went to Nobu and Nobu was oh, wow. outstanding. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice. Okay. So home cooked meals, something mom makes grandma. What is your, when y'all all get together, it's like, okay, mom, you have got to throw her grandma. You got to throw this together for me. What's your favorite home cooked meal?
2: You know, pretty much anything my mom cooks is is really good. But I think one of my favorite meals that I had growing up it was, like, my mom would put, like, rice and, like, green chili sauce, like, in, in, like, this pot. Like, boil it up and then, like, put, like, chicken in it and then top it with cheese and, like, bake it. It was it was unbelievable. It it, it wasn't, like, that hard to make, but it was unbelievable. I don't know what my mom does, but everything she cooks is really Sounds awesome. good. Sounds good. Your mom's. know that's really good. I'm, I'm a fan.
1: You, you're, you're what? you broke up there a second. What was that?
2: You're a fan of. Oh, yeah, I, I was a fan of it. My mom cooked it all the time. And every time I go home, my mom tries to cook it for me.
1: You know what? It sounds like your mother's something like my mom. I tell you a good cook, a good cook looks at what you've got in the house and makes something out of it. And it ends up usually being really good. That's my mom. My mom can make something out of nothing. She's
2: outstanding.
0: Nice. Where where do you go eat? Where's your go to spot in Longmont slash greater northern area, Colorado area?
2: Longmont. Uh, So I've got I've got one in Longmont and one in Boulder. All right. We'll start with Boulder. So Boulder, I really like this Italian place. It's called Pasta Jay's. So I oh, grew I up, Pasta.
0: yeah.
2: I grew up playing football with with uh, Jay's son. Oh, okay. Um, little Jay. So I, I played football with him growing up. Football, basketball. So I got to know them really well. And since then, like that place has been my favorite, like kind of place to eat out there. And then in Longmont, like going off like the green chili stuff. I like this place. It's called Santiago's. I'm sure there's there's a couple oh, yeah. in Colorado. Sure. I'm not sure if you had them, but
0: I've been to. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Well actually I'm 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 headed that way here uh, tomorrow afternoon. So um, gotcha. Um my brother Are you driving or flying? We're driving. My my brother in law will go get Santiago's breakfast burritos.
2: Okay. At least once while yeah. we're there.
0: But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Green. Have to. Yeah, you gotta have yeah. green chili if you're in Colorado.
2: Right. <laughs> that's what I've noticed too. In other places, they just don't have like the green chili. Like I think I ordered something with green chili here and they gave me like a chopped up green chili. Yeah. It's, you know, not it's,
1: like, it's just not the same.
0: <laughs> yeah. Colorado, New Mexico have the best Mexican food. Oh, they really do. It's I pretty know. close. Yeah. 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 I love
1: it. Yeah. Mexican food is why I'm on a diet. I mean, you know, you, <laughs> that's, Tex-Mex out. is
0: why you're on a diet.
1: Yeah, Tex-Mex. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm old like too.
0: Eating Mexican food anywhere else but (laughs)
1: there's there's a difference here absolutely (laughs) all right last thing we're going to get you this is this is called what is something nobody knows about you I always use this example and for you you may even have a story to go with it um I asked this a couple years ago to Brock Burke, and he told me a story about sleepwalking um that's where that whole (laughs) thing started I don't know if you have any of his sleepwalking (laughs) you started laughing you must know that story
2: so it's funny, so I, uh, I I golfed with him the other day, and we were talking about, like, how his sleepwalking, like, kind of, like, frightens people, but there was only one person, and I'm not going to say who it was, but just, like, he wanted to be roommates with him so he could, like, see him, like, sleepwalking. Like, he thought it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> really? Okay, so Joe yeah. Palumbo had the funny stories when I was asking yeah. Palumbo back when he was with the Rangers. He had some wild ones about he getting up and punching Oh, I out. bet. And, and and doing that. So, what about you? Anything crazy like that, or something? Maybe you're a good snowboarder. Or, I, don't, I don't have anything crazy like that. um It could be,
2: you I know, another
1: one like a, a, someone said they were a, a, an amazing snowboarder, and you'd have never thought that about them. You're not a snowboarder, but it's something that uh, no one knows. Know. You know, you're a scratch golfer. You know what? That's something that nobody knew about you. Here, I
2: think I think I got one. I think like I don't know. I probably I put it on my Instagram like story a couple of times, but. I, I love playing pickleball. I don't know if you've ever played, but pickleball is so much fun. And what's even what's even more fun is like I would consider myself like an athletic person and you go there and you're you're playing like, like these retired like people from Arizona that's what, that's all they do. And yeah. I've gotten beaten so many times <laughs> by someone who's who's been retired for like 20 30 years just cuz like they know how to Hit it. They know where to be. They're always there. They don't move very fast, but I tell you what, nothing gets by them. <laughs> like they're so good at pickleball. No pickleball, yeah. Prize. Yeah. No, it's. I love it. I love myself to pickleball <clears throat> that and ping pong. I think I could hang in both of those.
0: Pickleball is pretty solid.
2: That, that's that's. It is I fun.
1: Do. I had. What is pickleball? What am it's I? It's like the, tennis, not that old, but
2: it's with like. It's like a. It's like a. Smaller than a tennis racket, bigger than a ping pong racket, and you're playing basically with like a wiffle ball in like a smaller tennis court.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. That, Much that's smaller, something.
0: But yeah, it's good. Yeah. I played play all over the place. All yeah. of mm-hmm. Every retirement community has its own little pickleball. Team <laughs> and
2: they're all like really good. Like you said, I think you hit a certain age and your pickleball skills just get better overnight. Okay. <laughs>
1: I, I have goals now I've got to start. I'm about out. Cause I'm an ex old fat athlete. Now I need to get up some pickleball.
2: There you go. <laughs> it, it's fun. I promise.
1: Jeff, anything else before we let this guy get out of here?
0: No, not at all. Just hope you have a good holiday with, with uh, your family and, and continued good uh, good off season and we'll see
2: you in spring training. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. I hope the same for you guys.
1: Yeah, you too. And we'll get a plug from you when we get to spring training. It's a little easier to get it on the phone right directly. We want to get a plug, but we'll do that there uh, instead of on here. So, Cole, appreciate it so much. Thanks for taking time. I know that you're busy in workouts. You're getting ready to go home for the holidays. And to stop down and talk to us was great. We've been trying to do it for a couple of weeks. I know you're on vacation, but really appreciate it, sir.
2: Thank you guys so much again for having me. All right. That was great, bud.
1: That's Cole Wynn, starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers, minor league pitcher of the year. All right, bud, we'll see you later. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. See ya. Okay. Thank you, Cole. All right. That was Cole Wynn. And you know what? Let's pick it up. I, we had to break off there. We were right in the middle of talking, and I think we just pick it right back up where we were. Uh, Cole, Cole chimed in, and uh, so we, we went ahead and stopped down for that. I I was right in the middle of the Matt Olson thing. Is that where I was? You were.
0: You were. Yeah. What? You were talking about Matt Olson and how, you know, if you got a chance to get him, you do, and, um, you know, it's going to take a bunch of prospects. You got to make sure you extend them, um, but you know he's a Gold Glover. He hit 39 home runs this year, and I think that was a little bit disappointing because he tailed off late. Yeah. So um, you know, if if you got that kind of, if you have a chance to get that kind of guy, you get him. But God, gotta you gotta keep him here longer than two years. The that, that, and that's just you know I'm sure the Yankees are thinking the same thing or whoever whoever wants to get him because there are a lot of teams that mm-hmm. are going to want it.
1: Because you can have him eye. for a great price right now. Because he's going to be—he's arbitration eligible. He's going to be affordable. Uh, but yeah, you've got to extend him too. Is he a Boris guy?
0: No, I don't think so. He, I think he's—I uh, think he's BB Abbott.
1: Okay. All right. Well, because if but. it's if it's Boris, I hate to say it. While Boris is somebody that if I had a kid and uh, that was that good, I probably want him to represent. As far as 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 certain things go, he takes his clients to free agency or he tries to. It's very rare that they extend.
0: Sure. And I think that's kind of why Joey Gallo ended up um, being a trade consideration because I don't think the Raiders felt good about their chances of re signing them. Um, and uh, let's see here. I, I, I'm calling up his page here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Jet Sports, which I believe is B.B. Abbott. Okay. So um, it's, it's not Scott
1: and and let me let me explain to y'all so that so we were right in the middle of talking about this we had it was four o'clock when when when, uh cole was supposed to get us we didn't know when he would pop on that's why we stopped immediately and went to cole uh so we could have him what a fun kid by the way oh my gosh just another one Jeez.
0: right right now it's uh you know he he he, he's been that way for a while i remember my, my first interview with him on the phone um he actually, his parents, you know, had moved to Southern California, and they had gotten a condo in a new uh, condo building that's in the parking lot of Angel Stadium, and uh, so he had gone up to the, the 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 pad the rooftop to do the interview. But um, it, it, all of his conversations have been like that, and of course, I, you know, I I make fun of it, but i he we we do have a Colorado link that that we'll uh, we'll we'll will talk about every time we see each other and. Um, you know there there aren't a lot of us around i know he's a professional baseball player i'm just a ball rider but still to see somebody from colorado is pretty pretty unique in that 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 uh that realm um but mature you know knows what he's doing yeah uh you, you know to confident uh interesting how he had lost some confidence you know uh there in his uh, 2019 season um but know it's it's a it's a package that you want it's it's a guy who competes a guy who's mature has an advanced way of thinking about things knows how to pitch and um you know he's going to be patient it's going to get tough there you know if let's say he goes to start the triple a and he's eight and two after 10 starts and his era is three and you know he's going to be like golly when am i going to get called up and and you know it it might happen at that point you know i but he needs he needs to go and, and earn it. He needs to go to a and earn it. And you know he has an outside chance at, at a rotation when in a rotation spot in spring training. But I, I think they want to see him go down there and and uh, get he, a little more season. And they don't need him right now. You know that's the other thing. It, they don't need to rush these guys.
1: He's not on the forty. So no, yes. Yeah, so and and as it, look and and no offense to that with, with the spots they're playing with right now, Josh Young's not on the 40 man roster spot. And, right. and so you you know, these, these spots are valuable right now, especially in a lockdown and what they had to do to, to get these guys clear. I mean, look, Cole Wynn, you know, you want Cole Wynn to start A, and you want everyone to be going, why is haven't he given a chance yet? That's a great problem to have right there.
0: Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, he's going to be in the rotation soon enough. Yep. You know, I, I think, I, 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 you know, I talked to Josh Young uh, over the weekend and he, you know, he said the same thing. He knows he's going to get a shot. Right. He, has to, he just has to do his job until he, until it comes. He can't worry about, you know, he yep. can't worry about what Rangers are thinking. He just has to worry about what he can control.
1: Exactly. Ab- absolutely. And, and, and the truth is, unless there's an injury that forces the issue, Cohen is likely called up and, <laughs> is probably not going back down. Um, but, but the, the, you know, unless there's an injury and he needs a spot start or something like that. Uh, but, you know, that 40-man spot is, is is valuable and and, uh, and getting him up here. So, you know what? Let's go back to what we were doing. And let me explain why we, we cut out and did there real quick uh, for y'all that wonder why we kind of stopped and then all of a sudden I had to... Cut into it. Uh, we, we set up an interview with somebody. They're supposed to be there at a certain time. Jeff and I were deep into that conversation, and Cole popped on, and we, we want to get him right on and talk about that stuff. And and, and that that's fun to do, and we can pick up where – we we got a little more time. We can go right back to where we were.
0: Yeah, and so we hit Matt Olson. We're in the middle of trades doing a little armchair GM action.
1: Right. We're down to the the other trade I had, which I, I was looking for. Look, Cincinnati has three pitchers that are possibly – uh, someone that they could be targeting. Um, I, I don't think, I think the, the one that's more realistic is maybe a Sonny Gray, um, which is another veteran. Uh, but look, they have two others that are younger, and it's going to cost a lot more for them.
0: I tell you what, um, they would lead the league in Grays. You know, they'd have John and <laughs> they'd have Sonny. Yeah. Sonny is a great name. Yes. Know. Sonny Corleone is probably my first exposure to it. I, we we really, I was pretty serious about naming Henry Sunny, uh, you know. Jen, Jenny probably made the right call there, but Sunny is a really really good name. So anyway, uh, and and Sunny Gray's been a very good pitcher. You know, he's uh, right. Shoot, 2015, on opening opening night in Oakland, he almost no-hit the Rangers. If you know, Ryan yeah. Ryan Rua got it. Ryan Rue got a hit in the eighth or else it would have been a no hitter. So, yep. uh, you know, he, he, he knows what he's doing, uh, changes speeds. Well, uh, veteran guy, he's pitched in some, some, you know, playoff games. So he'd be a good addition. Uh, you know, he, he's very similar to Olson contract wise, you know, you, do you want to, uh, uh, trade for him and then not extend him and uh, you know he's gonna be a little older his extension probably wouldn't be as big as, as an olsen extension um but still it'll take something to get him um so i i, I don't know I, I i think that i don't think the rangers should trade for for a pitcher uh unless it's a young young controllable arm
1: castillo or mile um, something like that
0: or yeah or somebody somebody else in in the game but you know, I, I, somebody put it to me like this. I, I think the Rangers want to give these young guys a chance uh, to, to develop, to pitch in the majors this year. And if it doesn't look good or if they see something they don't like, then they can use a bunch of their prospects to try to trade for major league pitching or, or, or spend dollars on them next off season. So, uh, you know, I, I think it goes back to what we were talking about before Cole came on. They just try to get a veteran guy for one year, um, a guy who, who knows the ropes and and can can show these young guys uh, how how to get it done? I, I really think they're they want to sign a guy as a as a mentor and you know obviously pitch well um, and and so that's why they talk about Kershaw and um, but I I would stay off the I would stay off the trades right now for pitching. I wouldn't stay off the major pitching acquisitions just to give guys like Cole Wynn uh, a a chance to to fill rotation spots affordably. For several seasons, and then uh, and then worry about getting them extended or or, or whatnot.
1: Yeah, you you've got a point. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to argue that, but they there are moves to be made. And uh, so, if we're narrowing it down, then if we're going into it, so what what would you like to see them do after this is over? What what would you like to see? Okay, sign this outfielder, maybe this pitcher, and that's it. Or you know, look, they, if they roll with what they've got. Man, it's a major upgrade, and they do have the prospects and players there to make it a competitive lineup if they can perform yeah. to what we all thought they were going to perform.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I honestly, honestly, they could, they could go, they could go into the season what they have now. I, I do think they, they will sign another pitcher, kind of like we just talked about that, that, that kind of guy that fits that mold, veteran, you know, big trophy case whatever. Somebody, somebody who's been there and done that and, and wants to teach want is ready to give back. Uh, so I, I, I would expect that that would happen. And if they don't do anything else beyond that, uh, I think that's fine. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think Suzuki would be interesting and fun to have on the team. Um, but I also think, you know, and, and, and getting him, you know, I guess, I, I think that might take care of Cole Calhoun for 2023, you know, that, that, that option wouldn't be picked up. Um, it buys, it buys Leodi Tavares a year of development, uh, with, or, or even just a few months of development. I, th- I think you pick him up. Uh, if you, if you pick up Suzuki, that, that really limits what you're going to do with, uh, what, what Willie Calhoun is going to be able to do for you. So it, it, it would complicate things, but it would make you better. And, um, I think, you know, if, if you're going to be better for five years and you, and you know, then you, then you go get this guy, especially at the price.
1: So are there any bats if they, if they don't get Suzuki, are you thinking someone like a, maybe like a, uh, what is his name? A Schwarber? Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. yeah.
0: Kyle Schwarber's a fit because he doesn't have a qualifying offer left-handed. Uh, left-handed. He, I mean, I think he would just DH, you know, he's pretty limited defensively, um, in left field. So, you know but but that would be a that would be another multi-year uh commitment yeah which, which, which is fine i mean if you have a left-handed hitter it's going to hit you 30 home runs great but um <laughs> you know just how does that uh, how does that fit into the, the long-range plan because again uh, this is a, a long-range plan and um i i just don't know that they necessarily need 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 a bat i think they want I think they would want Suzuki, um, but beyond that, I'm not. I'm not sure how yeah, committed they are. M-
1: maybe are. And on the shorter deal. What do you think, Peterson? They got any interest in a Jock Peterson? Or
0: I, I don't think I wouldn't think so. You know, I, I, he he's, he he uh, seems pretty limited these days. Uh, more of a platoon type player, and you know, I think I think defensively, you've got a, a better defensive player with with Cole Calhoun uh, that maybe Peterson hits you a few more home runs, but you know, I, I, I don't know that, that there's something out there beyond, beyond Suzuki off the top of my
1: head. That, that you know? I'm kind of thinking it's Suzuki or bust. If they don't get Suzuki, they might roll with what they got, but a veteran pitcher for sure. You seem to think that, that you know, here's what I feel good about Kershaw. I honestly think, if they sign Kershaw and they sign him to a two-year deal, Kershaw feels like he's healthy to go because the only reason he's hanging back, he wants to make sure he's healthy. And that's, he's got pretty, he's pretty classy in that point of, Hey, I don't, I don't want to try to go at this if I think I'm hurt.
0: Yeah. And, you know, kudos to him. I mean, I, you know, the, you know, the Dodgers didn't want to force him into having to accept a qualifying offer or not. So it seems like it's very simpatico there with, with those two entities and, and you know you talk to a lot of major league ball players and their goal is to play with one team their entire career.
1: Sure. And,
0: and you know, Kershaw has an opportunity to do that. He he he'll always be he'll always be a dodger. You know, nobody's ever gonna remember him as a Tampa Bay Ray or, you know, wherever he ends up. Sure. A Texas Ranger. People aren't gonna remember well, the first the first thing they think about, they're gonna think about, Oh yeah, Clayton Kershaw, great Dodgers pitcher and you know, when it comes to the hall of fame hat and all that stuff, Dodgers. Um, But there, there is the appeal of, 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 you know, your, the back of your baseball card or your baseball reference sheet, whatever you want to say, having one team on it. Yep. And now, you know, he's a big family man. He's got four kids. His wife just had a baby here recently. Um, Harder for them probably to go from place to place, but they, they do, you know, like I, like I've said before, they're not living in a hotel in LA, you know, they're, they've kind of, <laughs> yeah, they got, a, got a nice place in LA where a family is perfectly comfortable and happy. So yeah, I, I don't know that the, i I'm, there, there is an appeal to being home and taking your kids to school and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I also think there's, there's a lot more to it. It's not that it's not that easy.
1: Yeah. I think the only way you, you, you come to Texas and that you do anything, where you're not thought of as a Dodgers, if you play as long as Nolan does and you end up staying here five years and they go to the World Series, which, you know, you're, what is he, 34? I guess it's possible. Nolan pitched till he was 43, 45. Like, yeah, whatever he pitched to. But, you know, I don't see Kershaw. I mean, that would be great. And that, you know, he would be right in the middle of the competitive years for the Rangers to do that. Other than that, yeah, he's always, he's a Dodger. I mean, that's the way he's, you're going to be thought of.
0: Yeah, and you know the the Rangers with Clayton Kershaw without Clayton Kershaw are probably not going to be contenders in in, in 2022.
1: Right, 2023, right. Three maybe
0: you know sure. maybe, but um, you know and maybe he just signs a one year deal with, with the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, yeah, who knows? And maybe maybe we're having this conversation next off season too. Yep. But um, I, I think I think I think the Rangers are Plan B, and I think the Rangers know their Plan B. Sure. <clears throat> they're just waiting until he makes a decision about the
1: doctors. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Um, I think that's it. We basically got through it. I, I do have a tie to Colorado. My father lived up there for in Colorado Springs for about for about four years. I uh, moved up there my junior year of high school. Um, and I would go up a lot and hung out. Went snow skiing a lot. We would go up to Loveland, which was Loveland, up, yeah. up through there um and and go i became a snow skier back then i haven't gone in many many years um
0: yeah i well, last time i skied was <clears throat> about what cole said about eighth grade i think i was 15 the last time i skied and uh my parents started making me pay for it it was it was a expensive <laughs> event and now it's outrageous but snowboarding really wasn't a thing
1: no it, it, it wasn't really around when i was it yeah a
0: thing. and like it was like you heard horror stories about snowboarders blowing up their knees and all this stuff and you know it didn't make me ever want to try it and I'm, I'm assuming that snowboard technology has advanced and that you know you pop you, you don't tear up your knees badly anymore you know something with the, the binding and the binders or whatever the binding but um I'll, I'll stick to when we go back because you know Mrs. Wilson wants to take a, a ski vacation with the kids we will We will have two boards on our feet. We will not be, we will not be snowboarders.
1: You, you know what, Kathy and I uh, went with our church years ago when our boys were just infants and our mother-in-law came down and kept them. We, we went as chaperones. Kathy did the snowboard for half a day. She just felt like all these kids, these teenagers talked her into it half a day. Then I was like, they kept trying to get me to do it. I said, dude, I am no way I'm getting on those things. I've, I know how to snow ski. I don't want to waste a day trying to learn how to do this crap. And Kathy, halfway through the day, I said, just go get some damn skis. And we had a blast. <laughs> and, and she got some skis, and then we could do it. I tell you what, I used to be pretty daring on skis and had a lot of fun doing it. If I take my boys now, I'm probably not getting off the, the green slopes, just to just cruise on down. Man, I'm 54 years old. My knees would turn if you get caught up anyway. I just like to cruise on down yep. and have some fun.
0: Sure. And you know, you can get them you probably mix in a blue there, John, an ice cream blue, a little steeper. Yeah. A little, a little speed.
1: Oh, I used Put to go down nice blues and blacks. And
0: white turns. I could oh, do yeah, double, double I, diamonds. That was the way that was that was my deal.
1: Yeah, I could do it. Yeah. Uh the problem was you're just worn out when you're done because your legs are just doing this all the way down. Uh, your whole body takes a beating. Oh here. god, it's crazy. Yeah. Blues I loved. I'm just worried about blues now that I hadn't skied in sure, so right. long and I'm I gotta get in a little better shape. Well, dude. All right. So we got one more. We'll come back next week with Dustin Harris, um, co-win. Hey, okay,
0: let's. Uh, we got a. We got a plug here. The, we have got we've got a great, uh, great last minute gift suggestion for you, and that's the gift of the Texas Rangers newsletter.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, I know that was pretty corny, but um, <laughs> it's serious. I mean, we're we're we are uh, with John's help and TR's help. We're we're doing real good here. Uh, we're about yep. to. We're about to hit a thousand free subscribers, which is pretty awesome. Um, we need more paid subscribers, uh, which, uh, you know, it, it costs you $5.99 a month or $60 a year For the year. You, you can go into any story every Every day. The newsletter has a little button that says uh, give a gift subscription or something like that. Click on that. And you Put in your credit card and who it's for the email address. The person is for it takes you two minutes. Uh, you can do it from home. You don't have to wrap it. You can do it. You could do a Christmas morning and be like, Oh God, I forgot about uncle Bob, you know, and you just flip him, if you're a big Rangers fan, flip him the subscription. He'll love it. It'll be his, it'll be his favorite gift. So, yep. um, go ahead and go ahead and do that. You know, uh, again, it's jeffwilson.substack.com. Um, not gonna it'd be a pretty affordable Christmas gift for, uh, your, your, your Rangers fan in your house or in your family
1: or your husband if you're if you're a a, a big Ranger fan listen to this and it's your husband that's also that's a good gift i mean look it is a great gift if you know that brother-in-law that is nothing but Rangers you you know your sister and your brother-in-law run out to the game 20 times a year that's someone that this that would enjoy this and and honestly and i say that because TR came out today with one for the uh, Mark Teixeira that was a great read
0: it's great i you know TR TR's um they're all they're all very very good
1: yeah uh, but, they,
0: but I there was something about this one and I don't know maybe it's because it's it's it it kind of has trickled into my era on the beat now because you know with the the, the trade of Tishera was the year before i I took the beat but um there's just something about it that I, I just really really liked it and um I would I would strongly uh endorse it and encourage you guys to go read it but it's behind the paywall that's fine it's 599 and to, to read it and, and, and see if you like this thing for a month, give it a trial, you know, uh, but you're going to like it. Cause it's, you're gonna like it for the whole year. Cause it, once, and once this, you know, once we get through the holidays here, we'll pick up again, hopefully the lockout is over by February 1st. we can start talking about, uh, signings and start, start talking to executives about what, what the team's going to be doing, go to spring training. I'm yep. going to go, uh, I'll probably get at, out
1: there for a little bit too.
0: I'll be at the season opener. I'm going to travel. So I mean, this is a this is a full fledged beat operation here, and this is and, daily. And we throw up uh, on top of it, we throw this podcast, uh, which is free, but we throw uh, TR's memoirs, which are fantastic. John will 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 contribute his armchair stuff. We're going to do prospect rankings. We do Friday on the farm, the Sunday read. There's a lot. There's a lot of bang for your buck here.
1: Absolutely. No, you're, you're exactly right. Look, and if you go try it for five you'll get 30 days to try it. Go back and read all that stuff that's there and you'll see daily. I get my email every morning. I hit it. It hits my inbox, my cup of coffee. I sit down and I read what you've written. Today, you had something about Josh Young and uh, you what? had some, hey, G- gave me some Seiya Suzuki love. Always get some Seiya Suzuki love. That's right. That's right. Love. When I get some Seiya <laughs> Suzuki love, I'm happy. And I never miss my doggy video. So I like my doggy video that you end it with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that one today was pretty good. Love <laughs> uh, the- ass at hand with his ears flying as he's jumping
1: through the snow. That was a pretty good one. That's good. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thanks, Cole Wynn, for jumping on here, Texas Rangers uh, Minor League Pitcher of the Year. Uh, Jeff, We'll get next week we'll have Dustin Harris. Uh, safe travels when you're going out there. And until then, we will see you at the yard.